What is happening? Sync Gems. This is your host, Roy Matz. And on today's episode, we have Jamie Shield, going also by Mannequin. He is a brilliant dude. And to give you a bit of an understanding how brilliant he is, he got hit up by Timbaland himself on IG and then got a call from him. But you'll hear that story once he gets into it. He also talks about how he has created his own luck and how his methodology has yielded him insane success in the sync world. He has had a placement which has enabled him to make a down payment for a house. So these are things you hear about, but this is a person who it has happened to. We also get into why you should probably sign some bad contracts. And that was a really interesting one. People who like the deeper form of conversation, we get into it towards the end and it's just, wow, he drops so many gems and about life and about how he lives the way he does to become who he wants to be for his children, for his wife. And this is, This has been an amazing, amazing conversation, in my opinion. I say amazing a lot, I've noticed. Sorry about that. But if y'all want to support the podcast, go ahead, rate and review it. This really helps the podcast. Spread the love. Uh, share the content on LinkedIn, IG, whatever. And also hit me up. And without further ado, my man, Jamie Mannequin Shield. Boom, Jamie Shield. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Better known, better known probably in the music space as Mannequin, but yeah, I'm trying to like on the professional one. I just use the government, Jamie, Jamie Shield. Bro, we've. Uh, I feel like we've we've almost recorded a podcast before we got on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. so I hope we'll have what to talk about, or we'll just we just we'll just bring these yeah, topics there's, back. Um, there's always, there's but always yeah, yeah, J- Jamie, as as always, like as always, uh, the way that we started connecting that you started connecting was it's just like I see somebody who's who I can learn from like I'm I'm just straight up telling you this like uh, looking at your bio looking at your site looking at your works and also then like looking at your at your Instagram and about what you just like the quality of stuff you put out there is very 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 high um thank you Tell tell me about you, man. Tell me your story. I want to I want to know. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm in the UK. I live in a small town. I don't know what I would compare it to, but it's a really like nothing town. There's nothing uh, to do with the entertainment industry. There's nothing to do with that. There's you know it's a pretty uh, you you could call it a pretty rough town, but I don't have a I don't have a rough life at the same time. Like you know, it's, there's a balance. Um, You, you see a bit of that and a bit of sort of like, I've got, a, it's a nice, nice balance, but it's out of the way. It's not in London. I'm not amongst the noise. And um, you would think that that would go in against you. And in a lot of ways, I still think it probably does. But um, basically, I grew up in bands. I'm 33 years old now. I started in bands when I was 13, playing like Blink-182 covers and things like that. So I was putting on the American accent and all that kind of stuff. Shout out, Blinks. <laughs> but, Well, yeah, so I grew up in bands, did that uh, for a long time until I was maybe like 18, 19. We, we did pretty well, got a 
good local following and a good quite some good opportunities like a management deal which then they put us in with writers and things like that and um that was a huge experience in learning for me and realizing that I love being in the studio and and, and, and realizing my favorite part of music because the more gigs I did the more I fell out with traveling up and down the country because yeah some gigs were great but some were just horrendous like you travel all this way to a small venue to play to no one and and whatnot and um yeah so I, I realized I fell in love with the writing and the building of the track and I always loved that production process and then I kind of evolved through that and I always loved um hip-hop and things like that and, and all kinds of music but I didn't really grow up in an environment where that, that much of that was happening in, in the UK like UK rap and grime didn't really become much of a thing until sort of like 2010 as far as on the mainstream maybe a bit before that there was definitely a few breakthrough artists and stuff um but eventually just through circumstance I met started meeting some rappers from the bigger city near me which is still not a big city compared to like overseas and whatnot um so I started having an opportunity to do that you know I grew up listening to Dre and listening to all the American rap and and, and stuff like that so it was a good opportunity to do that. So I, I learned a bunch of skills there in production. I did a bit of like a college, actually I did a degree in music technology, but I forget because I only did that to buy myself more time, not having to like get a job and get in the real world. Do you know what I mean? Like it helped me stay afloat and living at my parents. And I was like living at my parents till I was sort of 27 because the idea of moving out, as much as I saw people starting to form their life, I was still passionate for what I was doing. Uh, and I'd built these skills, like I've always documented, I've always enjoyed that. F again, another thing that I fell in love with the studio was, I blink. it was about, again, Blink-182, watching Blink-182 recording. They did. They like documented this whole album that they did when I was a kid. And I was just like, that just looks like fun to me. Just like, just jamming stuff out until it worked. I don't know, I just fell in love with that. So I always then, I've like developed this uh video skill as well which I do a bit on the side for like businesses even still rarely I avoid it like the plague because it actually feels like work because <laughs> I have to go out the house <laughs> and do something and deal with people but um yeah and then they all kind of like have blended together to help me be able to brand myself uh in a way where I can get the visuals right myself with a tripod it's always nice to have someone film and do that with me which occasionally I do but I can kind of do it on my own um which my Instagram is like full of all that kind of content. Um, and once I started like filming my process on short Instagram videos, like that's that kind of like really put me in the frame of things like Timberland hit me up that he found me through that. Um, right before all the beat club stuff was anything. I didn't know that beat club was coming until a good year and a half after he'd hit me up. Um, and that that's a cool story because it kind of shows the power of, it taught me actually so much stuff. And I know like I'm not pausing for air with this, but this is kind of like, this is where I picked up a lot of gems that I, I like now spout off to people, um, which is kind of freeing yourself. I think once you're, once you're at a point where, you know, it's kind of undeniable that your beats or your music's like pretty good across the board. Like it's starting to, the mixes are start, starting to get there. Like you, you feel like you're getting closer and closer to the quality you've been working at, which takes a long time. Um, at that point, I just feel like the more music you can show and the more you can let go, especially in the scrolling world that we're in now, where, you know, even if you're Drake and you put an album out, 
a week later, people are talking about the next thing. <laughs> so if you're an up and coming and you put something out, how long is that going to stick in people's memory? Even if it is great. I just think like the, I've always liked the Russ model of putting as much out as you can. Cause once you're at a certain point, you don't know the thing that is going to be the thing. But all of my biggest wins have been things that I didn't put stake into. Like, and the things that I thought, oh, this is it, like, have been rejected sometimes. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so I've kind of just learned to trust, just, just, just to trust that the things that are going to happen are going to happen the way, in unexpected ways. Um, and like with the Timberland thing, maybe he must have followed a hashtag or something. I don't know how he saw it. Um, but he followed me and like liked something. So I DM'd him. I was like, oh, big up for the follow. Legend, whatever. And he sent me back a couple of prey hand emojis. So I was like, oh, this feels maybe, maybe this is like a bot. <laughs> you know, I'm like, maybe this is, he's got something going on to like get producers following him and whatnot. Because the masterclass, the Timberland masterclass was kind of like being advertised everywhere at the time. So I thought maybe this is that. But I was like, cool. So I was like kind of joking with my friends around that. And then a few days later in the middle of the night, obviously because of time differences with me being in the UK, it's like one in the morning, I got a DM from Timberland saying, uh, yo, I've got a question for you. So I was like, shit, uh, yeah, go, yeah, ask away. And he was like, in fact, let me call you. Can I get your number? So I'm like, shit, do you know what I mean? What What do you do with that? Like Timberland, it's like one in the morning, I'm ready to go to sleep. So I've like told my girlfriend, I'm like, Timberland's going to call me. Apparently I've got, I'm going to have to get up. I can't possibly do this sat next to you. <laughs> like it's too much. Do you know what I mean? I need to be alone. So I went downstairs and I kind of like thought this, when is he going to call? So I, I kind of set myself up for a long night of waiting because he didn't even know I was in the UK or whatever. So then I, the Miami call came through. I'm like, hello. And he literally went, yo, it's Timbo, <laughs> which was just jokes. And amazing. And he was like, he was, he specifically was like, what was the thing he was doing with the hi-hat on the video? And I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> so that took me back. So I was kind of like broke it down. So it was interesting to know that he was like trying to still like learn from uh, even being so goated. So I was like, that's sick. And then he just said loads of nice stuff. And I thought that's kind of maybe it, but I'll just keep kind of like engaging with him and sending him I wasn't sending him music. I felt like that was the obvious thing to do. I was more sending him like, oh, check this thing out that I was doing in this session. I feel like it's cool. Do you know what I mean? And he was just like liking up everything, liking up everything. Uh, but I was about to have my first kid, so I couldn't just like go to America. So I was kind of like feeding this Instagram thing. It like really gave me a lot of inspiration for that, the self-promotion and doing what I was doing. And he was liking everything. And this is the, this is the big thing I learned was because one day, I had a meeting at the bank, some normal, boring life shit. And I was like putting this video together and I was kind of like rushing it because I knew I had this meeting, but I wanted to get it done. So I've like rushed it a little bit and I watched it back. And I'm like, oh, is this, is this good enough? Like, I don't, do you know what I mean? I was really doubting it, but I thought I've done it now. I'll just upload it, keep it moving. Can't love them all. Anyway, like an hour later, I'm in the middle of this meeting. I've got Timberland sort of blowing up my phone, fire emoji saying, send me that now. I'm going to post it. So I'm like, what do I know? Nothing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like at that point I was like, stop thinking about shit. Do you know what I mean? Because you nearly didn't post that. And that's the one, you know, and then that saw me like my followers sort of like boost by four and a half thousand or something. Cause I felt like my followers were misrepresenting sort of like the quality because I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm not arrogant with it, but I, you recognize 
you know, I, like, when the quality of stuff, like you said itself, like I know my quality of like visual output and things like that is good. And I know like, I'm not saying it started something on Instagram because I picked up the idea to do it from other places, but I know that it kind of like inspired some people who went on to do cool stuff. Um, cause they told me directly like, uh, that it was some of my stuff. So that was, that was a big learning experience. Then I ended up going over to it. Once my daughter was born, I kind of gave it three or four months and we were like, is she cool? She's safe. We're good. I've got to go to LA <laughs> and to see what happens. You know what I mean? So I've got a friend out there. So I went and I was like, at this point, I'm kind of like talking to his team and I've like kind of made some connections of who's who trying to make something at this moment. And, um, yeah, literally the day I got there, they were like, oh, we're in the studio tonight. Can you come through? So then I did two nights in the studio with Timberland and just craziest experience ever. Um, and then that all led to one of the A&Rs at Beat Club before Beat Club was Beat Club. Um, I started sending in packs and then he got the Kevin Gates placement. So that led to my first like major US rap placement, which was exciting. Happened like just as the pandemic started. Um, I got a bunch of syncs through them as well. But all this is happening while I'm also sort of like three years into working for library stuff. And like I built, by this point, I'd been working on library music and start filling up this catalog as much as I could for the last two and a half years or so. So that was already kind of moving. I'd kind of like learned the, the ropes with the TV thing. And then it was, I don't know, just stuff kind of like kept coming from that point. And um, I, I delivered enough, you know, there's, you know, I've done way more briefs that I didn't get than, than the ones that I did. Um, and then that's a gem it, gem in itself. Like you can't watch that because then certain things that people said no to a year later, I sub for something else and it was a yes. So like, I'm just like obsessed with not wasting music now. It's like, why, why, why not try and make these, these things exist somewhere? Because even if you don't love that beat or you don't love that thing or whatever, like, it can live. And, and I just try and like really work like that now. Like I'm all about, like I said, I've got two kids now. The timing of stuff almost like had me thinking, I'm this someone like looking after me. <laughs> like, is it like almost on some like God stuff? And I'm not really, you know, I'm not against or for, I'm kind of like an open-minded guy with that. But I was like, for a minute, I was like, the timing is too like saving my life. I had five grand saved when my first daughter was going to be born and I'm like I'm good I've got a cushion that's cool and like the day she was born the numbers came in for my next statement and it was five grand and it was my first five grand so I'm like oh I've got like twice as much all of a sudden than I thought I am yeah and then by the time my next son my next kid was born it was my son you know like I did a huge I am's advert basically that was my biggest one and like then you know the number that was it was a collaborative one, but it was like fifteen seconds, and the publisher took a cut. But it was the fee was like I didn't, you know, the fee was big. Uh, it was split, but even after the split, I was left with like big deposit on a house type money, and then they relicensed twice more for more. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like that kind of like gave me a real sort of like comfort, and then alongside that, I had a bunch of other. St- like bespoke briefs for ads land in the UK and some have been playing in Germany for like the last year. Uh, so that's all got, you know, everything's kind of like set in place to catch up with itself. And I'm in a position now where it's kind of scary, 
because I'm not like super, it's not like turned into super wealth, but it's turned into like a, 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 a something to like work with as far as, you know, if I manage it right, I, I've potentially got years more work without having to make the money first kind of thing. So I'm, I'm like in this headspace now where I'm just trying to capitalize off that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, and it's all down to just not stopping. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's consistency kind of will lead you to the thing. And if taking opportunities is an art form in itself almost, because I see people like cock block their self because they think their art's too cool for that. Or, you know, like, how can you judge yourself that way? Like, you're two people on the planet, aren't you? You're the person in your head who you think you are, and then you're the person that everyone else perceives you as. <laughs> and like, which one are you? Do you know what I mean? So uh, it, it, it's kind of like you, you can get to the end point of that sort of like story and there's no conclusion still. And then that's like the music game in a nutshell. Like there is sort of like no rules and no set way. When people say, oh, how do I get into sync? It's like just work and be cool. And like, I'm now a contact for you. Doesn't mean I can change your life. But if you deliver for shit that I need delivering for and we can work together, like, I'm cool, me. I'm not. I'm not difficult to work with. Um, but it's it's always in the in the hands of the of the the writer. Do you know what I mean? Or the co-producer to to sort of do their thing, and it has to work for me for me to be able to bring that to you, and I have to be able to work for you for you to be able to bring me in on something. Do you know what I mean? I think being easy to work with is like talent's one thing, and it's an age old thing. Like we all know that talent's not the thing that that will get you to the next stage because um, you have, that's like a default. You've got to have a certain level of talent. It's all the other shit. And some people don't have that much talent and still manage to kill it, which is not a, not a plight on them, not like a diss to them, but I rate it if anything. Yeah. Talent is a uh, very, mm, I, I, I want to say fickle. I, I, that's the word that comes into my head. But the, yeah. the, the thing is, there was actually research about um, about people who are prodigies versus pre- people like very talented, like jazz musicians who everybody suck their dicks. Sorry yeah, if yeah, you are yeah. like that um, and you're listening to it, to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, but um, these people have proven to have a lower... Um, I guess barrier of entry, they were used to everything being easy for them. And mm. then once shit got got hard for them, then they just quit because yeah. because it, it it just they they weren't willing because their talent was so high and now uh, uh, it meets the part where they need to put in this this work ethic or this you yeah. know like this uh, um, facing a brief or somebody saying hey I don't like your shit and they're like yeah, yeah. you know versus somebody who has always been mediocre um, mediocre you know in in comparison to that to that yeah, um, yeah. talented person and then. You know, like he gets he gets no's all the time, and then he gets that one yes, that one Timberland Timberland uh, uh, call hit uh, hit him up that changes their whole life. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and um, and it was like I say, it was numerous things. Like 
the Timberland stuff was one element. That's way more sort of like, like I say, some sync opportunities have come through that and they're still kind of there because that's part of what they're doing with Beat Club. And I was fortunate enough to literally like, I think, honestly, I think from what they say, like by chance, I was one of the first kind of like producers they were, they were talking to and like even dealing with, with that. So I got fortunate with that, but a lot of the stuff kind of came around it, not necessarily because of that. It was like getting there anyway. It was like all these things just started happening. So I um, I think consistency is a thing and leaving an impression and kind of making yourself um, indispensable to a project or to, uh, you know, like you want to be the person that comes to mind when people are like, oh, I need this doing, I need it to be turned around, I need it to be no non-problematic, I need it to be a one-stop shop. All these things, like, and I find, especially, I feel like it's a bit more prominent in American music culture, the whole, like, let me speak to my attorney, let me speak to my lawyer. It's like, when you're dealing with libraries, like, if I go back to a library, I'm like, yeah, the, uh, sorry to delay it, but the the other producer or the writer's just insisting that they get their attorney involved in this contract that we all know is (laughs) non-negotiable. Like, if sometimes, like, it's not, especially some of the labels I work with, like people like think it's negotiable because everything's negotiable, but it's like, they'll just drop the the track. And that doesn't bother me because I've got 10 others. If we drop your track, it just looks bad on you at this point. And at the end of the day, like Drake signed a bad deal. And he's Drake <laughs> because he signed a bad deal. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for, oh, so sign all the bad deals you can. It's more a case of, Sometimes you just need to get to that thing. Like once you're at that, if you believe in yourself enough, like you, you, you want the hit, like, yeah, you might take a hit on the hit, but if you get the hit, then you're a hit writer. Or if you get the big sync and you keep that relationship alive, you're like the longevity is there. I don't know. It's, it's, it's quite a controversial sort of like viewpoint uh, because it's like kind of advocating that signing bad deals are okay. I think because deals are so much shorter now and like it's like single track assignments and things like that, it's not ruining your life. It's like kind of potentially stumbling that one thing and it, you've got to know when to to pull them things out of the bag. But I think in especially in sync and library, the need to be racking up expenses and stuff with like lawyers, is, I just don't think it's... The contracts are what they are. I don't know how you've your experience has been. I know that the again, like I haven't done that much work with American libraries and American sync agents. Um, but yeah, anything anything over here, anytime that stuff starts to happen, um, it's instantly like yeah, the non negotiable. We'll just cut the track, and that happens over and over and over. And then you put that person off. So if someone, if I'm bringing. To, bringing someone in to do that and then they do that at the last minute then I have to navigate that situation I've already sometimes done the stems done the assets all this groundwork and the people are like oh I don't think the splits are fair or something I'm like you've done nothing (laughs) you like wrote some words which is cool and obviously it is something but like as far as time spent this isn't this is more than this is not the commercial industry like if I'm spending loads of time and like you know like nurturing relationships and maintaining relationships through my sort of like how i operate do you know what i mean like my instinctive way of t- dealing with people and how i think has brought this opportunity to the table 
and then you're being a problem. That's happened with collaborators before. And it's just like, well, now you're, you've dropped down on my list. Do you know what I mean? So I could get, I'm working. So I could get a huge opportunity that you would have been perfect for. I'm not going to hit you up now because there's a lot of rappers and soon there's going to be AI rappers. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? I don't want to use it. I don't want to use that shit. But if it's going to make my life easier to feed my children and rather than having to like play hopscotch with someone else's ego through naivety of the situation, at least how I perceive it, whether that's right or wrong. um, Yeah, these these are the things that I think that, you know, there's going to be a whole load of new considerations that people have to take into into account. Because I think the transition from trying to be an artist and pursue the artist career and the mentality you've got to have for that and stuff when transitioning to sync you they're, they're diff- very different worlds yeah i'm i'm gonna share i'm gonna share something right now i was that person i was that person what, yeah, who, what? who um i was that i was the asshole who was like nah, <laughs> i don't like this uh contract um yeah i feel like it's a bigger thing in america anyway yeah 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 it was it was just me being being a, a, a dickhead and you know like um yeah, I'm, 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 so that there was, there was a deal that, that I signed like with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, hmm, how do I, how do I say it without enclosing the, all the details? Anyway, like I, I ended up, um, saying this doesn't seem right to me, um, about yeah. a contract. And it's because a lot of details that that were were drilled into my head that aren't necessarily correct right now. After after being that and doing that um, a year ago, it was or something like that. Then now I feel like what you're saying is completely right, and it's just like failing is a catalytic success, man. Look how Pharrell took it yeah. on the head. Pharrell took it on yeah, the head. Yeah. What was it? Forty million dollars or something? Uh, yeah, he got, he got, when he got sued. Yeah, he got sued. But what's the million dollars next to all his successes? The, the, the million dollar, the forty million dollars, is to me reflect the the bad contract. So that's his bad yeah. contract, and 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 that to me is worth all the good stuff. So yeah, I mean, if I get burnt once, but from all the rest, I'm 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 good to to feed my family. Man, yeah. I'm, I'll take that burn. Like I'll take yeah. that, and and uh, and and and, whole, and, for, and and one second for to be able to take that burn, you, you have to go through the fire. Like it, it's just like yeah. it, it's and and that's 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 all that's all a part of this uh, of this game. You you have to walk through the fire again and again and again and again and again. And it's all right. It's like in practice, you'll get you'll get burned a few times, but when it's go time. Uh, um, in a few years, and and you got everything set up, then yeah, and yeah. and you and you know your shit, then fuck. Well, what, once once life gets a little bit real, and once you realize how actually difficult these things are to come by, and like mm. once you like almost like pass up and miss out on an opportunity where yeah, you might have ended up, you know, you might have lost more rights than you wanted. I understand if if, if it's a song that you've written. And you've had for a while, and someone comes in and they they short they short changing you on that, and you believe in this song, that's different. But mm. if you've if it's like if 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 you've written this song for a library, knowing sort of like where it's going to go, knowing you would never have written that song 
just off your own back for fun or for your own project or whatever. Like, why would you make it so difficult for yourself? And, and and I think it's I think it's just a naivety. I think sometimes people want to look professional, so they. I think half the time when people are saying, "I want to show my attorney," they're showing their stepdad. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like just getting a grown up to read it. <laughs> it whereas, and, and they're just saying attorney because they don't want to say, oh, "I'm getting my dad to read it," even though really I'm going to rate that more. I'm going to be like, "All right, I get it." Like, you don't want to be screwed. Like, yeah, get it, read it, check it over. Any issues come up. Don't feel like you've got to come at me like on some law shit. Let's just talk about it. And if it's something that can be adjusted, you know, we talk about that. If it's part of the non-negotiable thing, you know, I've one library I work with and I've most libraries I work with. I mean, I can't think of an example where there was a negotiation, um, but like they're explicit about it. It's like we're not changing. We don't. We're not changing a word on it because it's it's libraries that are run by composers and the composers that run the library sign the same contracts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, yeah. we've got 10 other tracks. Yeah. We'll just I drop like that one. And, and like, honestly, like in a non, like the, how can I put it? Kind of in an, it's not a, it's not a spiteful thing, but if, if I've kind of like put an opportunity in front of someone and I'm not some opportunity guru, you know, I'm not trying to say that either. But if I have, brought an opportunity to someone which is also a need for me like i need someone i need a female vocalist to try and rap on this for example i can't do that so i need i do need someone um but they also don't necessarily need the opportunity but it is an opportunity and if they say yes to it and i could be i mean we've had you know we're working on a few little bits now since we connected um i feel like i've said all i need to say in our chat like this is what it is this is how this is going to be structured. If you're going to even bother writing to it, at the end of the day, like that, you'll see on the paper, like our splits will be equal. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, people, I've, I say to people, you can see my contract as well that I'm about to sign, and then it's like, and you can also see that I've got a garden and an outbuilding and a, you know, what I mean, four bedroom. Like I'm signing these deals, and I'm not doing any other side hustle. Like, I, like I said, I don't say I do the video jobs, but that's like for friends who run businesses. Like, mm. I want to say no to him, but it's the friend in me that's saying yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to do it. I like working up. So, and I'm. I, it's not like I'm like super well off, but people in music, it's hard to make money in music. And like, I don't know if sometimes people are naive to that and think that it's not and then they'll eventually i just know that people will sometimes look back and think ah should have probably done that <laughs> Do you know yeah what I mean? like, you know like there's I, another I, number on the board i want to say i want to say that i agree with the fact that it's tough to make i mean it's it's what coming into music you know like music is, is not an easy thing to make money off of it's not an easy thing to make a living off of but it's possible man like that's the thing oh, like very and much. and if it's possible then it can be easier. So I mean, like yeah. you can call me a, 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 a an optimist here, but you know, without knowing that there's a light somewhere, the yeah. that's what and that's what I felt in New York, where I lived in New York, and and it looks like people are so deep in the hardship, yeah, that it's very hard to 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 show them the next actual plausible step in their career and then yeah. it's less likely to happen 
And then that's that's and that's something that manifests itself. And and now I'm I gotta ask you a question because um, I feel like your story it's not you know you you can call it God you can call it universe you can call it whatever something came together something clicked yeah. for you yeah. um, and you know I I deeply believe and I know it from my life that you create your own luck. Like it's yeah. just it's just uh, it's just a fact that you can. I know people. I I have been in very bad circumstances in my life, uh, in very dangerous situations. But but in the end of the day, um, something created this for me. And I want to know what do you think it is for you that created all this gravity, all this movement, this forward hmm. momentum. I've kind of got two two ways that I look at it. And there's the practical sort of like angle and the sort of like bit that I can touch and say for definite uh, that I feel played a role. And that is just kind of not stopping, um, not any relationship that I've had. Like I don't really have any um, bad blood with anyone who I've, all the way from, from the band, when I was first in the band, all the way up through, like I'm still making money and making plays with the person that convinced me to be in a band even though for a, a spell of time we weren't speaking, uh, our relationship kind of went sour, which is very unlike my life. Like, I'm not about that. Do you know what I mean? I'm very good at not having sour relationships. Even if someone comes at me, as soon as it settles, I'm like, it's cool, it's over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't want stress. That's not why I'm here. So, and like the person who is my main, who I'm like feeding into their library the most and who I've got to kind of like such a, element of freedom like I can come to them with an album concept and as long as it's got some sort of like scope I've proven to them enough now that I know my stuff where they're like yeah let's do it so I can basically like be like oh I want to do 10 tracks of this kind of music because I've seen it on this advert and this advert and I see it on these things it's everywhere and they're like yeah cool yeah crack on and then we'll put it out when it's ready <laughs> and it's like well great do you know what I mean and but that, that relationship was through someone who when I met him he had a label that was like a good option for distributing some small releases. There was no talk of sync back then. And we just kept maintaining a good relationship then. Cause you don't know the person that you meet. It isn't that isn't there now, but then in five years, they might be head of A&R at Warner or something <laughs> like you just don't know. And you see it happen, you know, you see it happen and they might be a person that you think are questionable and a bit of fake it till you make it types. But honestly, like I, what I'm not good at is going to a networking event, tapping on people's shoulders and going, hi, I'm Jamie. I, I do this, this and this. Some people, but I'm good at delivering. I'm, you know, I'm quite well-versed, multi-genre kind of thing. So that's where my strength is, where I've, I know other people who are kind of can't do technical stuff I can do. I've not been doing it as long, maybe not as musically sort of gifted. I'm not calling myself that, but, you know, but they're really good at the networking. And then they go on and do some cool stuff just by like kind of doing bits on a track it's it's you've got to kind of find the balance between all this stuff yeah i kind of i feel like i've drifted yeah. off a little bit there. Yeah. oh yeah no so the pra sorry the practical that's that like the practical answer is just consistently doing it and you get tougher skin over the time and it kind of spills over into real life like um i've learned i'm like conditioned to not get too upset about anything or too excited about anything you know mm -hmm. like because if if we get a win it's like great and, you know, like I say, the biggest one I got was this I Am's Pet Food one. I mean, when the first email came through, I was like, what? Like, almost like speechless. And called the collaborator straight away. I'm like, 
they've relicensed this for mad money. And um, yeah. but then a, a few days later, like you know, the, the money's not there because it takes months and months. The process takes ages and stuff. So but it can, and it's not ages and ages, but it was until the next statement from that publisher. So you soon move on. You know it's coming. You're like whatever, but you can't get too excited about it because. You don't want to be like, oh yeah. You see people go out and they start like acting like rich now or acting successful now. And it's like and they put this thing across. And I just know how go back to the word fickle <laughs> things are. Like a lot can change in a year and, and it's a zigzag. Like I that might be the biggest sync fee I ever get. Do you know what I mean? So I have to now deal with that in my brain, like potentially. Mm-hmm. Like it's so that's kind of stress in itself. It's a better problem to have than not knowing where the next thing's coming from but it's still you know it plays on your plays on your brain um so there's that but then i think on a on a maybe a non, on a more spiritual one why i think things clicked is because of almost like good karma like i choose to believe that like and i i choose to use that as fuel to let me stay being the same because i don't know again like i was saying earlier i know i know who i am i don't know how i come across but i'm not out like you know i've never cheated lied i'm not saying i've never lied like i've maybe told like little white lies to get out of things getting in trouble or whatever but um you know i've never i've never wronged people Uh, i've never done anything substantial to wrong people or hurt people or hurt animals or like cause someone's life to flip like i've always been like pretty like straight up and whatever and consistent and i just feel like maybe on a spiritual on a spiritual side if that kind of stuff is real like that's the universe paying me back for not being a prick do you know what i mean mm. um and i think that speaks test and i think that resonates as well i think people it, it falls back to like the thing i was saying before about being a problem at the contract stage like why are we being a, con- a problem at the contract stage be the problem early on so that we can try and fix that down the line in it like don't wait for the assets to be done the label to be happy, everything to be more or less signed off on other than your signature and then be a problem. It's like, great, now I have to look a dick and I've got a clean record of being easy to work with. Like, that's why it bothers me because, you know, I'm, I operate the way I operate and it keeps paying me and it keeps getting me opportunities and it keeps, and yet some library, one library, they like pay 500 pounds, UK pounds, um, but they take 100% of the mechanicals. And some people are like, you're giving away that. It's like, yeah, but I didn't, I was never going to write that song. Like, and because it's a library that's run also by like the major network in the UK, they place it because they've got now invest, they they pay you 500 pound. They own a bunch of the rights. They own 50% of the publishing, 100% of the mechanicals. So you're like, all I'm stuck with is 50% of the publishing. But if they're using it, it's just more fuel for your fire and it's more times if they use that on a Super Bowl ad within their world, so like maybe not Super Bowl licensing it, but like the channel licensing it, do you know what I mean? Then as far as socials know, as far as other music supervisors know, when you start sharing that, you've had a Super Bowl placement. It kind of looks good. You get money for it. You wouldn't have had it otherwise and, you know, just keep it moving. It's like, if something happens in the house or if my daughter falls over and bumps her knee, the quickest thing that I'm trying to always make, make it be like, let's not dwell on that because that's not the end. That, that's not where the, the line is drawn. That's not where life stops. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
the next thing's going to be the next thing as well. So take a bad deal on that one, get a good deal on that one, take an all right deal on that one. You either don't do it. If I didn't take the deals that other people would think are bad deals, then I would be a lot less financially free right now. Mm. And I wouldn't have relationships to build on. And I'm thinking maybe five years time, even 10 years time when I'm sort of in my mid forties, if I've got, you know, upwards of a thousand tracks registered on my PRO um, and I run out of steam or something like I've got, I'll, I'll have like the potential to be getting money for a long time that I can then build off of and in, in that situation you know, i'm trying to try and think more long term because at this point i don't want to have to reach a point where i have to go and drive like uber or something to sustain that so i can feed my kids because then i'm not going to be able to best service my kids because i'll be unhappy with how i'm spending my time and it's just like it's way deeper like like life i think it's through getting a bit older um where you realize like life is actually the important like get that right you, you're trying to be happy like i remember growing up always the question is like what's the meaning of life what's the meaning of life the meaning of life is in my opinion is just like spend if life if if birth the if birth is a and death is b and that percentage in the middle is 100 percent, you need to make the percentage of that spent in the happy part of your soul <laughs> happy do you know what i mean as much of that as possible like without putting too much stake in it. Oh, it, could, it has to be about my relationship that makes me happy or it has to be about that that makes me happy. I just think it, the happiness is the, the source. Do you know what I mean? Like the root of it all. So that's kind of like where it, it fundamentally comes from. Like time is money to me at this point. I think if I'd have got money earlier, my relationship with money might be different. Whereas now it's like time is money. Like I want to wake up and take three hours if I need to, to find my headspace, not be like, oh, I've got to get in the car and I've got to go there right now. <laughs> Otherwise I'll get sacked. Do you know what I mean? I'll get fired. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think karma, do I believe in karma the way it's portrayed? I don't know, but like, I feel like there's something in that, that, that resonates and there's energy and there's, there's stuff. I'm not like a super hippie. I'm not on the hippie vibes really. I'm kind of like, I touch it and you know I'm th I'm there I'm like a cross between like spiritual and realist so it's a tr it's a hard one to navigate the the line between those two things but I don't know yeah the big takeaway the big takeaway this uh this is huge the big takeaway from this is I feel like you're easy to work with and you are um you're easy to work with and you are and you are motivated enough yet you also you also have that mentality of like this can be it like there is no there there's no side in you that that says that is um arrogant enough to say yeah i'm i'm above somebody and i feel like that's no. what um that's what perhaps you and timberland have in common where he's like i'm not above nobody he's calling you up to ask how you made those hi-hats and he is bro arguably the person with the best drums in hip-hop exactly like um, what a compliment so like. and not only a compliment just like it it it's a testament to a person and i feel like 
Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever do, uh, um, had had a little whirl with um, with uh, stoicism, but that's what it's about. Like stoicism is it's it's Greek philosophy yeah. with uh, Seneca and um, um, what's the bigger one, Marcus Aurelius, and all these people who were basically. Um, um, writing these these philosophical, they were badasses, mm. um, and they were Greek and Roman philosophers, and they would just like write their write their opinions and and thoughts about things, and and the way that you saw they perceived things was very neutral. It was yeah. not above. Uh, it was not uh, um, coming to. They don't celebrate too much. They don't, uh, uh, and that brings. And that brings a situation where they're mostly close to their center. Sometimes yeah. they go a bit higher, sometimes a bit lower, but everything is uh, very, very uh, moderate. Uh, a great book by Ryan Holiday that he wrote is called uh, um, The Obstacle is the Way. And uh, okay. Good yeah, enough. just like a recommendation for anyone out there. It's just like all of Ryan Holiday's work is just amazing and it it um it feels to me like you have a lot of that in you um yeah for sure someone said the i've never like actually gone down the route of like learning about stoicism but pe- I, I, that term has been fired at me before um and actually i'm gonna have to, I'm, i am gonna make an effort to go and read about it because i i do um i do find stuff like that interesting and i would consider myself to have quite a philosophical sort of like mind um i really like kind of like cherish that about myself that i'm uh, quite free thinking and yeah like i'm especially i don't know if as i've got older and like you just get more confident of yourself and comfortable in your own skin like and i think that's a benefit from living outside of one of the major cities like i don't leave the house thinking i need to impress anyone not because i think i'm better than them or they're worse than me but you know, I'm, I'm away from the noise. Like I can, I can exist in a different way and kind of focus on my wins without focusing on my wins because I want it to look like that or I want it to, do you know what I mean? It's like very much doesn't come sort of, sort of from that place. Um, but yeah, like that's, I'm definitely going to look into that, like, um, that side of things. I feel like maybe I was, uh, ancestrally sort of like linked to the romans Perhaps. anyway i've got the i've got the, Ro- I've got the nose i've got the roman nose yeah um there you go <laughs> yeah i've got very romanish nose but um yeah man uh, that that's cool i it reminds me of something that i read there's a book i forget who the author is because i'm just terrible so terrible with names of songs of everything but um the book was called the subtle art of not giving a fuck maybe oh yeah it. mark manson yeah that's him um and there, there's there was a lot of moments in that book that got me thinking and and probably like had a longer lasting sort of set of thoughts than I've realized because, um, you know, it talks, even touches on like death in there. Like, and that's, that's a really like, people often think that's a dark place to go, but I'm trying to almost train my, like this inevitability. It's a bit deep and kind of off music. So sorry if people are kind of like, what the hell is this guy on about? But like to sort of draw the parallel, it's like, I want to, I want to get to a place where I'm almost, so comfortable with the ups and the downs of life that I'm like, and I'm not saying you can never be at this point because obviously the death of loved ones is always going to be horrible, but like to almost be able to find peace with it quicker because it's an inevitability. And like there was a, there was a line in that uh, sort of art, not giving a fuck book (laughs) that 
I'll paraphrase it because I'll probably get it a little bit wrong, but it really stuck with me. Um, and anyone who knows me will be like, oh, he's going to say that again because I always say it. But um, about the, the concept of the, the desire for more positive experience is in itself a negative experience, whereas the acceptance of one's own negative experiences is a positive experience. So like training yourself to sort of like, rather than being out there thinking, oh, everything needs to be positive. I need to be like always seeking like this, like super positive experience. You're going to often be disappointed because not everything's positive. So you're always, you're going to have more negative because you're not getting the thing you're desiring all the time. Whereas I would, I would also, I, was, I would also take it a, a step further and say that being in a, a struggled or a struggling position can actually uh, is actually usually going to to bring you out the other side, this way or the other. Yeah. So yeah. And, and you will you will have a higher point at the, at at coming out of this struggle than you yeah. will coming down of a win. So exactly yeah. for sure. Like I I almost like it sounds weird as well and almost like hopefully it don't come across ungrateful but like I've had quite a like as far as like family life and that you know I've not had like I come I don't come from a broken home both parents are still together now both parents are quite active healthy people um I haven't experienced much loss um I didn't grow up in I didn't grow up super wealthy but I didn't grow up in poverty or anything I've kind of like had this like quite vanilla life um <laughs> and I almost like I'm grateful for it and you know, I think that it's given me a good balance because I've seen enough, like I've had siblings that have maybe gone off the beaten track a bit more and like they did some, so I've seen some stuff, like I have a brother who's done a few t- bits in prison and like that they were complicated times. So, I've, and through him, I've like seen a bit of the like darker parts of the world um, and whatnot. So that, I, I'm grateful for that funnily enough. But um, yeah, I almost envy people that are kind of, kind of, uh, have to come through that struggle because I feel like they have superpowers that I can't have. Like I've as much as I could, I feel like I could have been an artist if I had more to talk about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm more, I'm better served as a, an assistant to someone else's story, uh, which is something, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to accept it. I'd like, I feel like if I had more like, going I could have pursued some more not saying it would have worked but I would have had like I almost feel like a almost like a fraud that's why if if I was to do that I almost feel like what are you going to talk about we've all experienced the normal ups and downs I guess and I can draw on it but I'm I'm, I I can serve myself in a writing room um to help you know people because I mean you might have sort of picked up but I've I've kind of got a slightly unusual sort of like way of thinking not unusual in a weird or negative way but like i don't know sometimes you know you feel like i don't know i'm I'm like confident in the way that my brain sort of works and i don't know where it kind of came from um to have this sort of like balance but it's something i like about myself um how i'm like trying to and I've, i've like got this inclination to twist concepts which i think plays well into writing songs and things like that like when people say live in the moment i kind of thought well the first thing that comes to my mind when people say oh just live in the moment is like well people murder people in the moment <laughs> live above the moment live uh, 
observe the moment almost. Like you still get to experience, like if I'm with my kids and I'm playing, it's like living the moment. It's like, yeah, but, or live almost above the moment, see it rather than through there, kind of like visualize it from above. Sort of like metaphorically, not obviously you can't put your eyes up there, but it's like feel it, feel it different and appreciate it for that. And like, I think if people who did the murders by living in the moment because they're lost in the moment, you can get lost in a moment. And that can be a beautiful thing. It can be a negative thing. But yeah, I like, I like, I've just got like, my brain always like wants to twist these things. Do you know what I mean? And kind of get a different perspective. So I need to get, I need to get reading about this stoicism stuff because I'm, yeah, I want, I want to, I want to take that away for sure. I mean, just, uh, we're, we're, well, we're coming on the hour, so we're gonna have to we're gonna wrap up real soon. But just to, to talk about this being above slash below the moment, I feel like that is exactly. I mean, in med- in in meditation or in yeah. Uh, yeah. in mindfulness practices, the the goal of being in the moment is to know that you are. Uh, um, that you are in that you are where you are yeah. which is in thought usually you know like yeah, we, yeah. we with with all the the screens and all the things that we're going through we have all these thoughts but yeah just like being able to 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 watch the way that your brain works i feel like can can really yield something it it has definitely helped me deal with myself yeah, yeah. in in uh, in in hard moments and yeah, and man, I feel like just like just your ability to say, "Hey, I've I've gone through stuff, but this is not my route." Again, this is what creates great success for people because, and it's a common denominator. You can just like go almost in every one of the twenty episodes, twenty something episodes I've put out. There's a story about someone who was willing to take himself completely out of where they are at in order to get to where they should be. And that's the beautiful thing, man, about this podcast. It's not about it's not about bringing here uh, somebody to to talk about how they they make six-figure deals every week. It's not about that. Yeah. It's just about uh, saying, "Hey, we're all fucking people and and successful people who've achieved success have something in common." And this is one of the things, you know, like being yeah. able to 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 uh, um get rid of your ego and when 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 somebody tells you hey this is not good this is not as like i want to just go in and 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 do what you can then <laughs> or scratch it or yeah it's just like move on to the next and move as a better version of you that is yeah. uh in the moment as opposed to just like you know like going da 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 this is not this is yes like uh, even a week ago no, we, me, uh, even yeah. even a week ago me and you were working on a track and you were like uh, uh make it a little bit more like this and then i i made it a bit more from from my angle it was a bit more yeah, yeah, like yeah. he wanted it. but then it was like okay this is the point where i can bring it to and and yeah, i was yeah, yeah, willing yeah. to let go of it and and then you were like Fuck yeah, let's let's do it. Let's uh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll maybe just like remix it or do something else, and we moved <laughs> on. And that yeah, is yeah. the ability to just like let that moment moment and momentum carry yeah, yeah. you 
to the next deal, to the next publisher, to the next mistake, to the next everything. There will be mistakes, there will be fails, there will be everything. But if you don't sign the contract, it's like a shot that you didn't take a lot of the times. If you yeah. if you have the ground rules and everything with with um with somebody and you just cancel and and again, like I've done that. Um, yeah. and I don't want to do it again in the, in the future. Um, yeah. so like the thing is, I, I, and I, I just really appreciate you. I think a lot of people will get so much from this, this approach of yours, man. I wanted to ask you a whole lot about beat club, but we'll have to do it another time. And, um, yeah, I would happily come, you know, like do a part two, if ever you, uh, like yeah. just got time and you wanted to, because obviously yeah. we kind of went down a little bit of a kind of like we did the sync thing, but it kind of got to our mindset. Yeah, that's, I think that's I think the amazing thing. Stuff, there's only so many times like we, there's a lot of information that people yeah. like trying to almost like sell their idea of how to get into sync. Whereas yeah. I think so much of it is not really about that. And like and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm actually might buy some of these courses that people sell because I'm mm. curious. Mm. But like I'm not I'm not really trying to sell anything at this stage. Like um, because I'm in a point where I can focus because of a few wins. I can like apply my energy in a certain way yes. so and yes. i think the mindset stuff is is the thing that will, will will carry people and like um when the opportunities do come i feel like yep. there's so much more at that point than the music yep a hundred percent man um you've given so much amazing advice here that uh, i'm not even going to ask you for a last piece of advice man where can people find you um best place to find me is on instagram really that's where i'm the most active generally and it's at MNKN underscore one ST. So like mannequin first is the thing because that's my tag as well. Hey. But it's MNKN underscore one ST. So yeah, Sick. that's that's the best place to find me. And that's that's usually my first port call uh, for people. And then if we evolve into emails or WhatsApp from that point, then Jamie, we're gonna we're we're gonna run it back and uh and and we're gonna we're going to keep doing what we're doing because uh, you're amazing to work with and you're inspiring me. Good man. Well, that's, that's cool. I'm not even trying to, but I'm glad that that's like a defect of like, yeah, man. Cool. Right. Yo, this was actually one of these podcasts where I learned so much out of, and I'm so happy I did it. And me and Jamie are now collaborating quite a lot and I'm super happy with him because he's great. He's really what he talks in this podcast. So feel free to hit him up. All the links are in the show notes. Also, if you're interested in stoicism or stuff, I left some links there as well. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening to it. This helps it and pushes it to more ears. I've just been informed that the podcast has gotten into the top 50 or 60 of, uh, of, of music podcasts. I don't even know how to check that kind of stuff yet, but it's all thanks to you, fam. So thanks. I love y'all and catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.